0: Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind.
1: My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on the home of the Avropolitan.
0: Right, so we get into it. Staying home requirements in response to COVID 19 have left most commercial tenants unable to use their spaces, which more often than not has resulted in significantly reduced or eliminated income. Similarly, many landlords are facing reduced rent. Um, with vacant space that cannot be filled while well, certain operating expenses taxes and debt service obligations still must be covered so how then do you navigate this how do you actually go into this period um you know looking at how to restructure your rental agreements how do you actually move forward um, when you've actually signed a lease when you've got a you know a, a legal document my guest this evening is john jack ceo of galetti corporate real estate a very good evening to you john thanks for your time. Thanks,
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: Okay, so maybe take us through, you know, what, what are the tips to restructure your rental agreements? You know, I'm looking at going back, you know, now that the economy is opening up again um, and people are going back, You know, for this last couple of months, a lot of people, a lot of big corporates have found that their employees are actually working far better at home um, and or even working productively at home. And that there's no need for them to actually return or at least, you know, 60 to 70 percent of the workforce can actually work from home and the rest can come in. I mean, this could be a reality going forward. But when you have big lease agreements, you know, um, anything between two and 10 years, what then do you do?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's such a strange situation, and we went back to work on Monday. We were based in Malrose Arch, and Malrose Arch has this super basement, you know, massive parking basement. Yeah. And you drive in on Monday morning expecting it to be relatively full, everyone's allowed back to work, and it's still pretty empty. And you get to the offices and it's still pretty empty, and mm-hmm. it's just a strange environment to be in, you know. We had half our team on a video call and the other half in the office. And and so it's just a it's quite a strange environment as an occupier of space to go back to back to normal. Of course, you know people are walking around with masks; it's difficult mm. to communicate. And and is it actually better to just work from from home? And, I, and like you're saying, that I think that a lot of people are finding that. Um, so yeah, as a, as a tenant, um, you know the, the first thing you want to do is is really try and and look at how many people you have in your business still. And, you know, across the board, there've been retrenchments. So if you had an office with 100 people and then now you have 50, you need to look at your occupancy and see what you can do. We've had law firms come to us and say, well, we have 1,500 square meters. Now we need 1,000 square meters. Mm. Um, and, and so you, you really need to look at occupancy. That's, that's first off the bat, yeah
0: okay and then you know for big companies that actually don't want to come back they want to get out of that lease agreement now there's been a lot of confusion around this it's a legal document you are you do have to honor the lease right you do have to if you yeah. signed up for two years you have to by law um continue paying for the two years but obviously we are in a very different time with this with this yeah. uh, with this virus um yeah. And, you know, government has said that, look, we need to actually start renegotiating. They And they did this quite early on. Um, I think it was uh, early April or end of. Uh, yeah, I think it was early April where they said that, you know, big uh, agents need to actually um, and landlords need to actually negotiate this. This needs to be allowed. Yeah. You need to negotiate so that people yeah. can manage that. So how yeah. then do you do it with a big with uh, you know with big companies that have lots of space, like you're saying, a thousand square meters is a lot
1: yeah you know i was i was I was actually posed a question the other day by a really large landlord, and they said to me you know John, what is the point of a lease agreement anywhere where everyone just wants to renegotiate the thing mm. and my sort of initial reaction to that well well it's a good you know it's a good baseline it it serves as a as a baseline for negotiation so <laughs> Really, what it is is a situation where you're saying and you look at that baseline and we go back to market and now what we do is we go and look at large occupiers some of our clients um, and we we go to them and we say to them, listen, um, we are looking at your lease agreement we're looking at uh, the, the overall cost and we we try and benchmark it back to market as a as a as an initial sort of market point to see if we can maybe repay over time and 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 the landlords are open to that because I think at this point in time is, is you very much are having a negotiation. Mm. You're very much having a negotiation with the landlord. You're looking to restructure the financials. And if you're there to stay and then you're a strong business, some of these landlords can accommodate you in other buildings. Um, they're you know they're large portfolios and, and generally the listed funds consume a lot of properties. You know, you, you've know got growth points and redefines with a number of properties and they're there to help you. Um, what we try and do is try and mediate that process and try and find a midpoint where both parties are happy. So definitely communication is the best way forward. I, I think you go to court, you start, you know, not paying. It's the worst way to go. Everyone, everyone I've spoken to so far, landlords, large landlords certainly, are there to have a conversation. And and that's, that's the sort of point of departure.
0: But you... You know what I'm hearing, though, and, uh, you know, I've, I've spoken to a lot of people as well. It, it is a negotiation in good faith, though. Um, yeah. You know, we all uh, um, we are all under duress everybody's in this together yes we all struggling um and you know a landlord is also struggling to sort out you know whatever payments he needs to make um and he needs to collect this rent whatever his uh commitments are but we negotiate in good faith i mean can you actually get out of it i mean you say that you know avoid court at all costs but what is what is the bottom line here if a landlord digs in his heels and says, no, sorry, pay up or you have to leave, then what?
1: I think the reality is if we go, if start going to court and everyone starts going to court on this, they're going to have so many court cases that mm. we'll be in court until 2050, you know. Um, largely in these lease agreements, you can't just walk out of a lease agreement unless, of course, you've got a very specific force majeure clause that actually contemplates a COVID-19 situation, but very few of them do. And over the last 10 years, you know, it's very seldom that you get a force majeure clause. Um, some of the global corporates will insist on the first force majeure clause, but it's become one of those clauses which is just like, you know, everyone rushed to their lease agreements when this whole thing kicked off to see if they had the clause. And most of them was, you know, sort of sadly didn't. Mm. And even if you get to that point, um, there's, a, there's a very sort of strong back and forth whether it's whether it's actually a an event that's Contemplate that you are unable to use the space, and therefore unable to perform your obligation to pay rental, um, and that the landlord is unable to perform his obligation to give you a space to use, and and therefore you've got a you've got a situation where you can actually deadlock, and we'll we'll start to see because there definitely are going to be court cases, right? Mm. Once this becomes common law, and you've got examples, it's going to go in one way or the other. Either it's going to go in the favour of the landlords, or it's going to go in the favour of the tenants. If it goes in the favor of the tenants, you're gonna see thousands of court cases launched launched. Mm-hmm. So really I think mediation is the best possible scenario. And the landlords are there to help. I've seen landlords set up separate funds where they actually go and fund the tenants. Tenants can dip into this fund and pay their rental and repay it over time. And depending on the sector you're in, the land will give you longer to pay back. You know, so if you're in a very impacted sector, let's say retail or travel or one of these, they'll give you two to three years to repay whatever rent is short for, you weren't able to pay. In the sense that you need to, at the same time, go to the landlord and say, these are the other things we've done in our business. We've cut these overheads. Perhaps there have been retrenchments. Perhaps there have been salary reductions or furloughs, for example, uh, that you have put into your business to try and reduce overheads, and then you've gone to the landlord. If the landlord's the first port of call and you're still trading as a business, you can imagine the, the sort of viewpoint of the landlord's going to be slightly more anemic to your, to mm. your cause. So it's all about what you've done. It's a, like you've said, everyone's got to work together to make this work. Mm. Okay. Um, but, of course, now you see today uh, the high court came out declaring level three and four lockdown regulations invalid. And now cabinet has got to sit and you know contemplate what this ruling actually means for them and you may see things turning around and they've got to respond and change in the next two weeks. So a lot's going to happen. Um, Yeah.
0: Okay. So Jack, take me through this. You've mentioned a couple of things that we can do. We can look, at. I mean, some landlords are are putting away funds and helping their tenants. There's also the deferred payment method. What are some of the other things that you can uh, do as a business owner to negotiate with um, your landlord? Um, or, I mean, tell me what you are doing in mediation. I mean, what? I mean, you can also sure. look at interest. You know, in in, in you can actually sure. ask, you know, for the interest not to be levied, um, as yeah. you actually, you know, pay back slowly to make up for it. It may take you about six yeah. months to get back to normal. But take us through some of the other things that we need to look at in restructuring sure. these leases. So
1: the other thing you can do is commit to a longer lease and generally at the beginning of a new lease what the landlord would give you is a tenant incentive, you know, uh, some capex towards you fitting the premises out. They'd also give you a rent free period. And, you know, so all you do what what you're doing is you're saying, listen, we'll commit now to a longer lease and the landlord then gives you those incentives up front. So they give you your rent freeze and that kind of thing. And that way you don't have to defer anything. You just get a rent free period. What you need to be very careful when you're doing that is where are you in relation to market so let's say for example you're paying 100 rand a square meter and market is now trading at 70 rand a square meter you've Mm -hmm. got to look at comparable buildings what you're paying is over over market so what you want to do is rebase to market and then extend and what you can what you can start doing then is restructuring your lease based on a, a normalised sort of uh, rental payment. It, it involves various different models which we have built um, as a business uh, to actually look at that. You know, we've we've got these uh, systems which sort of capture the market around any building. So you, you're able to sort of picture the universe around that building, if you will. And you take those rentals and you start to say, "Hang on, but they're actually overpaying you. The market's actually come backward, and therefore signing a new rental at the rental that they're currently paying." Is not necessarily fair. Let's let's rebase that, and so that's one of the important ones that we're looking at at the moment. Called a regear. Another thing that you have to consider is that the you know interest rates have come off. Well, certainly in the in the last couple of years, have come off sort of 250, 300 points, mm. and that has meant that landlords' sort of debt repayments have come off a lot. So they have some absorption. They can absorb lower rentals to an extent. If they were to just continue receiving the same rental, they'd pay their bond off a lot shorter, in a lot shorter period. Mm. But if they were to maintain their same investment criteria and maybe pass some of the benefit on to you, um, the argument from the landlord is always, well, if the interest rate went up, could we come to you for, you know, an increase in rental? And that obviously wouldn't be the case, largely. But I think, in like I was saying, in these scenarios, you, everyone has to come to the party and the landlord, if they're willing to accept the same investment criteria and, and debt redemption period, you can pay off your you can pay off your bond in the same period and maybe pass some of those lower bond payments onto the tenant from an interest perspective. Mm. Of, of course, a matter for the two portions, but um, that is a, that is another one that you know you can you can start to negotiate. But I would always insist, like especially with the larger occupiers, that they that they consult a professional that has the models built up, that has the market information, that has. You know the different scenarios are already negotiated with landlords, the relationships, etc., cetera, et cetera Just get a just get a second opinion,
0: mm. and
1: that really puts you in good stead. It really puts you in good stead.
0: I'm speaking to John Jack. He's the CEO of Galetti, a corporate real estate, and we're talking about restructuring your rental ag- uh, rental agreements. Um, if you have any questions for him, please give us a call on zero eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. John, you mentioned that. Um, you know, we, we need to take into account rebasing the market. Well, what does the market look like at the moment? I mean, the property market, yeah. I think, just reopened. I think we, uh, the property market got the go-ahead to reopen um, Correct. Uh, today. So, um, what what is it looking like? So, if you were charging 70, you know, uh, 70 rand, just hypothetically, 70 rand per square sure. meter, what are you charging yeah, now?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's so funny, it differs. We've had this huge sort of uptick in demand from the e-commerce sector and that, you know, so you get these big distribution centers, the more modern warehousing solution, mm-hmm. those are in demand. So those haven't changed at all. You'll see the benefactor of something like that would be a fund like Equites. Equitez has hardly taken any discount in its in its market cap as a result of having long-term leases or solid tenants in these newer DCs. But then you get people who have a huge exposure to the office market.
0: Yeah. Now the
1: office market has seen definitely a decline in demand and therefore uh, landlords are, and this is what I mentioned earlier, is that you know, banks are really popping this market up. If the banks were suddenly to say, sorry guys, you need to balance out your your uh, your debt picture a little bit, you're gonna see sales going into the market and there's gonna be a massively discounted price of it. So what would people rather do? Have a vacancy or would they have a tenant in at a discounted rate? And now you start talking about a discounted rate, you're playing against the likes of a WeWork, uh, the Business Exchange, et cetera, et cetera, Spaces, Regis. These guys are all offering very flexible terms where they say, you know what, we'll put all the furniture in, we'll fit this office out beautifully, and we'll accept a one-month lease from you. Yeah. And the landlords now have to play against that. On top of that, they're playing against the big corporates who are saying, well, we don't need 10,000 squares, we'll deal with 7,000 squares, and therefore put 3,000 meters into the market and whatever we can get and you've got the landlords are going to play against that at the same mm-hmm. time we're going to take that glut up and so there is where you find the real impact of the market and, and there is where you find um, people either being opportunistic if it's the end of their rental term they're going to either move or renew on far better terms or alternatively they're going to negotiate a more flexible lease term where the landlords amenable to it Uh, But at the back end of that, the landlord can only be amenable to a flexible lease term where the bank is amenable to a flexible lease term. And therefore, you need to have a bigger portfolio to be able to support it. So it's all propped up on the banks. And as long as the banks are sufficiently liquid, which they are in South Africa, Mm -hmm. um, they will support the landlords. And therefore, the landlords can support themselves. And so it moves forward. Someone asked me the other day, have you seen any big failures in the landlord market? No, we Mm -hmm. haven't. Um, there's no one you know there might be individual cases where someone owns one building and they lost their tenant and it was highly geared etc etc but even then we haven't seen any major repossessions etc etc I think that might be coming I think that might be a 2021 story but certainly at the moment the market seems to be relatively stable Um, but there are great deals out there for tenants Uh, we know that the guys from WeWork contacted us and said to us, they gave us an offering today where they said they want to offer 50% of normal rates into market. And that's going to be the reality. Mm -hmm. And I think the the flexible workspace, the shared office providers are going to be big benefactors of the COVID story, um, unless the traditional landlords can offer something that matches
0: them how interesting very very interesting indeed i mean you know just look at the e-commerce space that you're talking about i mean now they need space to actually stock up i mean i could see like take a lot or something buying up extra or taking up extra rental space just to store goods so that they can get it out to market faster um but very interesting Um, manufacturers
1: PPE manufacturers. Really, yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're huge demand. Mm. All of a sudden, they need It's to almost like you're seeing
0: new industry propping up, and that will take huge. up what you've lost in the traditional yeah. space. John yeah. Jack, I'm going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your insights this evening. John Jack is the CEO of Galetti Corporate Real Estate. <laughs> My Money and
1: Me with Sumitra Naidu on the home of the Avropolitan.
0: Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.